0: This is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I'm joined by uh, a giant in the mining industry, Jonathan Moore. Jonathan, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, and we're recording this during the pandemic, and hopefully the pandemic's not too negatively affecting you and your family and your business.
1: I appreciate that very much. I think we're uh, we're getting through it, and hopefully, seeing the tail end of it. I think uh, I think everyone's excited that uh, this thing's finally over. Yeah,
0: it it certainly seems like it's in its uh, final stage, anyway. I don't know about days, but final stage.
1: Well, right when you think it's it's near an end, it just something else pops up. So it's uh, uh, again, it's if the, the frustration levels are are mounting and and uh, I can say that uh, I don't know much. How much more we can really take of all this? But I, you know, I firmly believe that that this thing is is almost over. It sure
0: feels like it. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your your uh, education?
1: Absolutely. Um, well, I'm I'm born in Canada, and uh, I um, you know without getting into too much detail of my youth, but you know, the more relevant stuff is I, um, there's two things that you like in Canada when you're born, you like hockey. And, uh, you know, most people are born with a hockey stick in their hands and, you know, moving into business, um, you know, that's a very big arena and almost like an incubation center. Um, you know, where I'm from in, in, in mining and, and, and the in the mining industry. So really it's, um, entrenched with, you know, all of that. at a very young age and uh, um, actually throughout uh, my high school years, I, I started working in back offices of brokerage firms in, in Vancouver. You know, I was shredding paper. I was getting lunches. I was, I was doing everything that no one else wanted to do. You know, yeah, something, something for a 15 or 16 year old to stay out of trouble, they gave it to me. <laughs> and uh, really what that allowed me to do was really just see how the day to day flow of you know bankers and stockbrokers and management people how they conducted themselves on a daily basis and i really kind of took those years as kind of my it showed me i mean it showed me what i wanted to do with my life because i really was fascinated by you know the you know the kind of ins and outs and the money that people made And, and it really was kind of a a place that i thought really had um it just, it didn't seem boring. Every day was different. And so I also was an avid golfer. Uh, so, uh, you know, I golfed with everybody. So I got to really meet everyone at a young age. And these were all, you know, people that were, you know, established in the business. And I then uh, went to college and played college golf, uh, played golf in Texas, and then uh, finished off my university up in Canada at a lovely place called University of Victoria. And then because of my experience as a, as a youth, in being in the business um i then immediately jumped into being a stockbroker at a very young age and sure. so i uh you know still kept my contacts i think i remember i caddied for someone back when i was a kid and i i remember when i graduated putting on my suit walking into his office and saying look here i am i i need a job and I think I started the the next Tuesday. So it was fast and furious, got into it, uh, you know, learned the tricks of the trade, got, you know, when you're that age, you're, you're not managing much money. So you, you learn how to make money and then, but boy, you sure learn, you sure learn how to lose money. So it uh, really, you know, taught, taught me at a very young age to, you know, how to, how to formulate a, you know, a business and how you read businesses financial modeling and whatever it might be and and you know advising people on their investments and uh, when i was at a very young age it was in what was i 2008 so without giving my age away um, i was in my early 30s i got extremely lucky on a transaction and i basically didn't have to to work anymore and manage other people's money and i just you know i was more focused on managing my own portfolio that's when i decided to really move my expertise into bringing projects uh, a lot of mining projects but also at the time there was you know some internet stuff that was still going on and uh, you know the whole cannabis market played up you know got into the mix so really wherever there was an appetite for something I would I would bring it to market And when I say bring it to market I take it public and my and my background that I like is 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 the Toronto Stock Exchange the TSX and that's that's my that's what I'm good at that's what I know I know the players I know how it works so that's what I focused on and um, yeah, we've done some, some, you know, very impressive type transactions and um, over the years, and I've, I think today, in today's day and age, I'm, I'm, you know, we're sitting, we've been very successful, but I think I'm working harder today than I ever have. So, um, but I do it because I like it. And right now I'm really, really involved with um, the metals and mining market in particular and um running a couple of public companies one in particular which is just been an absolute dream of mine uh called star peak which um you know which we'll get into but that's really how i keep myself busy and you know sorry to bore you for all of you but that's uh that's my 46 years in a in a nutshell right there
0: yeah that's great it's it's great that you uh stay in the business using your your skills and your experience uh, you, you could be floating around on a yacht somewhere. So it's, it's good to have to be in the industry.
1: Well, it also helps with, you know, I have two, two, two boys, 12 and a 10 year old. And it's one thing I've always wanted to do is, you know, if I was out there just waking up and putting my robe on and making a breakfast and, you know, not, not going to work, um, they're not seeing any work ethic yeah and one thing my father taught me is you make sure those kids see you um you know you dress nice you get out you you get up and shows that you're actually doing something and you have a job so it's it's um you know that's one of the, the big fortes and you know one of the big things that i think about and and uh and you know there's when you're in this stock market there's you can never really take a day off because there's just too many things can happen and so really we're never away from the screen or a phone and and, um, and, uh, but no, life, life is good. I can't complain.
0: Yeah. A few years ago, I read a book called Investment Biker. And I've read that one. Oh, yeah. Actually, I
1: th- it's, I, it's sitting right up on my shelf here right now. Where, where is that one? I'm up looking at it. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's up there somewhere. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I can't remember when it took place, but probably 30 or 40 years ago.
1: I think that's probably about right.
0: Yeah, it was amazing how this guy and, and his girlfriend rode their motorcycles around the world and stayed with their fingers um, on the pulse of the stock market. But they also found the funniest little stock markets wherever they went. I thought it was a really interesting story.
1: Well, all you need is a phone and a computer, and you, yeah. you people don't know where the hell you are. And yeah. you know, when you know we have mining projects, so you know we can be in the middle of the mining camp and on the Abitibi Greenstone Belt in Quebec, you know, forty below zero outside and you're talking to clients and they think you're sitting in your office, uh, you know, wherever, you know, in your home office in yeah. in Vancouver or Arizona, wherever yeah. it might be.
0: So yeah. it's, yeah, it's that's, crazy. That's yeah. right. So so tell us a little bit about Star Peak.
1: Well Star Peak was um, you know, over the years I've learned that when you take something public and you and you and you really want to put your name on it, so I come on, I'm the founder, I'm the chairman, I'm the CEO, we really, we get involved. This isn't just, uh, you know, we let someone else do it, but what we do is we want to give our investors the best chance for success by minimizing risk, because this mining game is all about its risk. Um, I have a funny saying, and I say it all the time, looking back at Vancouver. You know, the center of business for New York is Wall Street. Toronto would be Bay Street, you know, the the main kind of hubs. In Vancouver, there's a street called Howe Street. Well, it's the only street in the world that's shady on both sides. So <laughs> that just shows you the, um, you know, you really have to be careful in this arena because there's too many bad players that are in it. and And, you know, it's a speculative market. And I think a lot of people can get burned uh very quickly and you know it's just not right so you know we try to pride ourselves and we have very good geologists um management we raise big money we put our money in ourselves so that really kind of you know gives people a little bit more comfort than you know just choosing something on a screen and and just uh, taking a a flyer at it but so star peak was was we we um one of our other kind of things we look for is if you are going to form something well what are you going to base it off? And there was a large discovery made um, about a year and a half prior to, to forming Starpeak. And we were all investors in it, and we did very well. And we still are big investors in it. It's a company called Amex Exploration. And mm-hmm. Amex has hit a monstrous uh, high-grade gold deposit and also has added um, some very big VMS deposits as well on the property. It's it's actually in northern Quebec. Um, Up near it by a town called Normatal. The property is called the Peron Peron property, P-E-R-R-O-N, and they've done about three hundred odd thousand meters of drilling, and and um, they've just proved this thing up uh, to a level which is starting to get world acclaim. Well, my model is, well, what's the best the best chance to find another discovery is in the close proximity to one that's recently been made, and that's just that's geology and. So we took it a step further. So I immediately, when I, um, you know, I knew the guys, guys quite well. So I was, I was in early, and I then uh, had my team go in and, and, and immediately grab all the land up the eastern side of it because what we knew was that they were drilling. Everything was trending towards the east and we grabbed all the land and um put it up to put it all together there was actually historic work on it so this isn't just you know moose pasture this is actually abitibi greenstone belt biggest production in canada area and i took it a step further and i was successful in acquiring the reason why amex even went there to begin with and this was the past producing Normatal mine in the town of Normatal itself we now own in star peak we purchased it and bought bought everything And they produced throughout the 1900s 10.1 million tons of high-grade copper, zinc, silver, gold. I mean, it was one of the biggest, um, biggest mines, producing mines in in Quebec history. So, not only do we now own that past-producing mine, which has given us so much uh, information on the area, uh, we're we have all the land then in between that mine and Amex's big discovery. So. If you can't find stuff in there, then um, you know you—that's that—it doesn't get much better than that. Um, we've been active. We've drilled uh, currently about sixty thousand meters. We're fully funded, fully budgeted. We've done quite a lot of work. We've made a so Amex hit the big gold discovery and some VMS on top of it, but they hit the VMS after we showed the world that we hit a very big VMS deposit and. What VMs is? It stands for volcanogenic massive sulfides, and it's 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 a structure which is um, rich in base metals such as copper, zinc, lead, and other minerals. They also have um, you know uh, precious metals, gold and silver, as well. But we're looking at a like a blanket or a triage or a medley of all these these minerals and metals that that really are very valuable today which have all seen a huge price jump with, uh, you know, throughout this COVID pandemic with, you know, with shortages and just the demand skyrocketing. Um, VMS deposits are known to give the miner or the company that mines it very long uh, production life because everything seems to be really tightly held together in lenses and and deposits. And really, once you start drilling into it, it runs deep and... um, the past producing normal tall mine, so we found this deposit about 500 metres away from that structure. Well, They produced down to 2.2 kilometres underground, unbelievable, and that was back in the 1900s. We've uh, only scratched the surface now and uh, in the 60,000 metres we've only gone as deep as 900 metres and it's open in all directions. So really extremely high grade zinc, the copper as we're going deeper is getting richer and richer. This is identical to what we are seeing from all the drill data and all the logs that we we have compiled from the past producing mine that we own. So what our geos all think now is that this is kind of like a mirror. It's like what, what we saw on that past producer is right next door as well, because this whole system is obviously mineralized from that success. Moving out further to obviously Amex's Discovery, where they hit. Um, you know, we've got um, we've really done a really neat job on it. I mean, the um, the founder and chairman of Amex, he actually saw our Discovery and he joined as our chief technical advisor. So really, that's a nice nice little feather in the cap to have. And yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're we're developing this area really together at the same exploration team called La Rancho Exploration. They drill for Amex. Well, they drill for us as well. So there's a lot of similarities. Um, Amex recently just put out some big gold numbers at getting getting very close to my boundary, um, you know, on my Western side. So as they're coming up, moving East. And um, we just actually secured a third drill rig. We put out news this week. And we're going to now start because we have these unbelievably amazingly looking gold targets which have to be hit very similar um you know we think almost identical to what amex is hitting and and hitting these these crazy gold numbers so not only do we have the vms structure where there's two rigs going at non-stop 24 7 and just drilling and drilling and drilling and building up the resource we now have this call it blue sky for you know these gold targets to be hit and they're going to be hit uh, as soon as this weekend so um, lots of exciting stuff going on. You know, we're well cashed up. We just did a, um, we have a big institutional ownership up to, I think we're probably sitting about 5 million bucks right now. But, you know, when you're in Quebec, this is the Canadian peso, okay? This is the Canadian dollar. It's, it's. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's cheap. And really the uh, logistics of where we're located, I mean, you really couldn't operate and do this kind of exploration anywhere else in the world for this for this, you know for this cheap amount of dollars I mean I'm I think I'm looking at about 190 Canadian a meter all in and that includes all of my lab work so really it's strategic it's a huge advantage yeah, um, so but you know we're in the second inning this stuff is really just starting to to really get exciting um, we're starting to get um, recognition we're starting to get coverage and um, I'm thrilled and I, and I really thank my team for all the work that they've done to this point uh, to this point, and, and moving this thing forward to what we think it's going to become.
0: Yeah. How long until you have a resource?
1: Um, so let's use Amex for a model because that's really just the kind of the, the, I guess the direct comparison. So they've drilled, I think they're north of 300,000 meters now. They just closed another $43 million financing. So they're sitting on 80 million in cash you know, we hope, you know, they started a year and a half to two years ahead of us. That's really how we hope our progression will, we'll, will we'll see Their market cap is up to 300 million. Uh, I think my market cap is roughly about 80 or 90 million. Um, I have a very tight share structure as well. I have about 40 million shares outstanding and that's it. Um, so Amex has, has, you know, I think what do they have 150 odd million outstanding, but um, they've, so out of 300,000 meters that they've done in this last two to two and a half years, they're just coming up onto their inaugural resource, which they will then have, I would say with what we've been told that they're probably going to put it out probably by the summertime.
0: Mm.
1: Um, rumors, speculation that you know they're not going to have anything less than 5 million, most probably 10 million ounces of gold, obviously they have the VMS on top of it. And it's just a, it's, it's just a monster. Um, yeah. I love it. I'm a big shareholder. Um, I know them well obviously with the cross-pollination and that and the teams right, and everything right, with what right. we're doing but so with that being said um because we're more vms focused uh i think vms you can grow them a lot quicker and um, in terms of getting that resource set so uh, i would like to see at least another you know hundred thousand meters drilled before we we start looking um, and uh, i mean really all i want to see happen and this is what people should realize is that you want to own companies that are just constantly drilling. I mean, the only way that my market cap can go higher is for there to be more, um, more of this good stuff in the ground. You've got to just keep yeah. proving it up. Yeah. And if I'm not drilling, I'm. There's no reason for my stock to go up. Yeah, sure, the price, a commodity goes up, gold price goes up, copper price goes up, whatever. But if you're not drilling, there's no reason for it. So that's why I like these types of situations because there's the drills are non-stop and it's not just one rig we have three rigs I think Amex are up to 12 rigs in operation so this is how you can really build something and build excitement and it's it's um and again this is the exciting stage to be involved
0: yeah interesting so you must have a pretty good team around you to be able to do that how do, how do you go about building a good team
1: well, it's uh, out of all those years and, you know, when you're trying to figure this game out and, you know, what is, what is your winning matrix? What is the, what is something that, that you can keep repeating this kind of success and, and really it's just comes down to just having really good geologists, uh, if you're in the mining game. And I have a funny saying is that when you show a geologist, a property and. If he's on the phone spitting into that phone yelling that he likes it then you know that it's probably pretty good because a a geologist doesn't get very excited about anything anytime so that's usually my indicator um no but seriously we have a um a great uh great set of uh, geologists um you know we we run it very tightly as well because i like to really watch the cash being spent so you know you can have all these world-class geologists on there but they're all going to be demanding huge money what we do is we outsource so um you know my background's being scottish so yes i am cheap but cheap is good in this in this industry because you have to be
0: yeah. and
1: um we have this company called laurentia exploration which i referenced earlier who also do the exploration work for amex mm-hmm. and i find that these guys are just it's a one-stop shop they have uh you know the geophysics geology whatever it might be up to just leading your drilling and and taking charge of of you know servicing and and hiring the drill teams and drill crews um you know there's no shortage of drill rigs and that's what a uh that's a bit of a, a confusion out there in this market is uh, you know oh how did you get a drill rig well you can get a drill rig but the problem is you can't get a very good crew to operate that drill rig and that's well, yeah, that's okay. really the key to this this game right now we have the best yeah, and yeah. when I'm looking at what we're drilling, say we've done 60,000 meters and I wanna, I'm fully budgeted to right now drill up about up to 110,000 and I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep going, you know, as, as we move this thing higher. Yeah. Well, then you've had this team essentially has looked and drilled at with ours and Amex's combined, you know, close to 400,000 meters currently of drilling in this terrain. And that's a key. Cause these guys know when you hit a certain situation or you, you know, this is, you're gonna get into some deeper drilling. It's tricky, and um, you know you're wedging, and there's all these different new new techniques that you're that you're doing, and um, I couldn't be, you know, we're we're lucky. That's what we are. We're lucky to have these guys um, watching and and working on our properties.
0: Yeah, that's great. The, yeah, so volcanoes are not by any uh, means rare, but the BMS deposits must be in fairly short supply so just doing the modeling for that for the war reserves must be a challenge for anybody since they are so
1: rare yeah i'll show you how rare it is actually i got a couple uh numbers um i'm usually not a numbers guy but i'm kind of turning into one um there's uh there's about 350 known vms deposits in canada okay Mm -hmm. uh there's 800 known worldwide okay a lot of people don't you know Think of VMS. This is how rare they are, and this is why we were so lucky to hit this thing. Um, historically, let's just look at Canada. Canada VMS deposits account for 27% of Canada's total copper production, 49% of its zinc production, 20% of lead, 40% of silver production, and only 3% of the gold production. But that just shows you just how significant these vms deposits are and that's why when we made our first drill hole you know we went for the low-lying fruit we there was some historical drilling we knew there was a system in place but when we hit it and then we kept hitting and hitting i mean we were i think we're nine out of ten holes we put in are coming in mineralization so really those numbers just they just signify how how mineralized the system is and um it's it's rare but you know, I mean, we're lucky, yes, but we've been smart to find it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty amazing. So, do you see yourself as being a producer, or are you going to take this up to some certain point and and look for the best buyer, or what? What is your plan?
1: So, really, the the game now. If we were 20 years ago, it might be different. So, the the major mining companies in the world now you know the barracks the you know the gold corps signico's kirkland lake now whatever the whatever the company is the big guys okay um there's no exploration done by those companies anymore right
0: yeah so they, they tend to finance it
1: they get yeah they what they'll do is they let us little guys do our work get it to a level and then um that's their exploration arm is just let someone else do it and they just buy them and yeah. But I'll be honest, this is what my business model is and I'm glad you brought this up because you have a guy like me here, who's obviously I'm more of a finance guy that knows enough about mining to be very dangerous. But if you see a guy like me up here and on this show saying to you, oh no, no, we're gonna become the next large copper, zinc, gold, silver producer in Quebec, it's gonna take us 10 years, we're gonna go to production. If you hear me say that, run for the hills. (laughs) Do not even look at me. Stop this, like hang up, turn this podcast off. Because the minute you have someone like me, and this happens all the time. Okay. It's, it's, you know, I've I've been shareholders in companies and suddenly they're going to go into production. It's just, you have to sell, (laughs) just don't even bother because it's a whole new arena. You cannot just think you're just because you can find it and, and find a lot of it. It, it's it's you're gonna fall on your face. It's not, I mean that this is a different game going into production, and it's only for the big boys. The big boys are the only ones that should be doing it. And so our model is prove this thing up to a level, which is, you know, you like I said I was saying, you put it on a silver platter, you make sure it looks really nice, and then a, a major comes and liquidates you. That is my game plan. Um, you know, we're off to the races. I think we just have to keep drilling and proving this up if we get lucky on this on this gold um, situation, which I think there's huge probability, we're very excited. Well, then I think it might happen a lot sooner. Um, this whole area now with Amex and us, we're the only two players that are drilling. Uh, there have been some others that have come in, but they, they really haven't done the size that we've done. Um, we want this area to be a big area for both of us because that just makes it so much more attractive for that eventual major that will come in. So that's, uh, that's an important thing to realize is that, you know, stick to what you're good at. And that for us is proving something up to a level which we'd like to sell.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's, uh, if nothing else, you've taught me that today. <laughs> uh, that's one of the reasons I have this podcast is to make myself a little bit smarter. So I appreciate that. So. At some point in my past, I had a conversation with somebody about the difference between good luck and good fortune. And to me, good luck is you're walking down the sidewalk and you find a $20 bill, where good fortune is more of an intersection between planning and opportunity. And I I know you've been quoted in the past by saying something like, it's better to be lucky than smart. And I, I think it's a, you probably say that a little bit. I say it all
1: the time. I uh, I will take luck over smarts any <laughs> yeah. day of the week. <laughs>
0: but you, you can't really plan for luck. So how, how give us an example.
1: Um, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I consider myself a very lucky person. I mean, I, I, I always have. I'm, um, you know, I'm, you know, I go to church. I. I'm spiritual to a to a to a certain point. Um, I I love my family. I do my th- I do everything that I'm supposed to do, and in in my mind and and I think that you know I just I try to operate my businesses the same way. I I, I look at it as if my kids were to sit and see what I did on a daily basis. I I sure as whole hell hope that they'd maybe want to do what I do. And, you know, by, you know, leading by example. And I think really just, um, you know, when, you know, when I say luck, you know, listen, when we put a drill hole into a ground mm. and we don't know what's in the ground and we hit, then that's, that's luck. Um, yeah. But I think with, with what we're kind of trying to create in, 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 in our business and through Star Peak, is that when we bought the land that we bought and then we started the exploration work we did a lot of planning mapping you know we had all the past producing mine data we formed this 3d model We, we got it to a point where okay we're ready to drill let's drill in these spots well we hit it very early we actually we hit actually i think on the first hole um it's it's but that was that was because we increased the probabilities that we would hit and um you know, I think there's there's a lot of mining companies that'll go and they'll drill a bunch of holes and then blow a few million dollars and probably drop the property. And then the next company comes in and drills it and hits the biggest thing they've ever seen. Yeah, And these, the
0: the, hole, yeah.
1: Yeah, and these guys might have been, you know, maybe a hundred grand away from hitting that same thing. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, yeah. it, but it's, um, I really think with the way things have changed over the years, both with technology, technique, Ways of um, probing things into the ground, surveys like your airbornes, like whatever it might be, the data and the and your homework that you can do or the geos can do before you actually get in and start drilling, it's so far it's so better today than what it was twenty odd years ago. So, and really, I think with what methods that we do. Um, it severely increases that probability of that we're going to hit something and uh, you know it's 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 just the way it is and you know if i was if i took a property by the way that was you know say i went on the other side of amex okay say i bought all that land and and another two kilometers out say say i I picked up that land well there'd be no there'd be no i mean yes you could probably maybe try to hit something on through luck but what are you going to base your your thesis on where where are you going to get your your data and your modeling there's just nothing out that side because all the mineralization is heading down east towards us to uh, the past to the past producing mine yeah. and that's that's the channel and i mean i honestly i cannot believe that people can't see this right now that you have a past producing mine that produced a ton of of uh, you know 10.1 million tons of zinc copper lead you know gold silver then you have this massive discovery on the other side and i'm sandwiched in between this mm. this is like where is the best i mean isn't that not for me just looking at it isn't that high probability that something's going to be in in the middle i mean it's uh so that's really what you know we knew going into it so you know it was it was fortunate lucky and smart altogether yeah that-
0: It reminds me of something that uh, John McEwen has been doing most of his career is identifying trends. And I don't know that volcanoes are actually trends, but why not?
1: (laughs) Well, it has to come from somewhere. You know, it it comes from somewhere. There's a source. And you know, we may be drilling the source of everything what we're currently drilling, you know, is was that past-producing Norma tall mine? Was that the source? Well, what we're hitting right now, it looks almost identical. So it, you know. Who knows? Um, you know, where did Amex's uh you know gold come from? Was it form was it from the volcano that came out of like it's just it's that's geology and um it's but you're right, the trend is your friend. And um, you know, McEwen's uh I mean that's there's no one bigger than him and no one smarter than him. So I'll yeah. uh, I'll agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what is next for your company? Are you looking in other places or are you pretty much concentrating on what's in front of you?
1: Um, I think, you know, again, hitting areas that we are very comfortable that we're going to keep hitting uh, on the drills. So bringing on that third rig I mentioned, that's coming yeah. in on the weekend. Actually, I think it arrived today and we'll be starting those that, that third rig up. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there. So really, Um, You know, we do have two other gold properties a little bit further east, which actually have historic drilling and huge high grade gold numbers on their beautiful, beautiful properties, but we will get to those I'll probably drill them by the you know closer to the end of the year but right now we're focused in on this zone and area which is getting all the world attention from our neighbors. Yeah. And obviously now from us where we've uh, you know made some strides and we're starting to get some huge recognition as well. For us we' we're, we're like we're like Amex 2.0. We're just we're, it's it's at a point where I think it's almost gonna just take off and you know we've already seen some huge activity and you know my share price, I was up at four dollars Canadian eight months ago, came back. I think I'm trading at around 220, 220, 225 Canadian right now. So at about a buck 75 US, Mm -hmm. and I'm a far better company now than I was when I was trading at four bucks Canadian. So because I've had more drilling, way way more money in the bank, I got everything. And it's just these are the cycles of the market. And sure, Amex was up a lot higher as well. The whole market came off, and this is the daily you know flows and ups and downs that we see. But um, from a standpoint of where we're at right now, we're starting to move again, and it's it's nice to see this, um, you know, the, the fruits of our labor reflect in, in you know in somewhat in the share price. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So this is a little bit of an off the wall question, but what's your exit strategy for your shareholders?
1: So I'd like to prove this up to a point where um, we can show some huge size that we think it is, uh, both on the VMS size and you know this gold stuff as well if we if we hit on this gold stuff we're gone very quickly by the way because i think with amex right next door i think they're going to want to um that might be a, an obvious suitor i think someone's going to buy amex and i think amex might you know you know that's just kind of what i you know that's my thought or my 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 uh my my reasoning in my own head okay so but yes i'm i'm i'd like to just keep Doing what I'm doing and drilling this thing, keeping my market, my share count. So my, when I see share count, I mean my number of shares outstanding. standing. I like, I don't want much dilution. So I wanna keep this very, very small. So that equates to a higher share price. You know, when you look at a a total value. Um, Obviously I have to keep funding this as if, you know, I'm fully funded now for, I'm only done half my program. And that's taken me a good year and a half. I got another year and a half of drilling to do on my current budget as I get higher, yes, you got to bring in more money and that keeps your drills going maybe for another 200,000 meters. So you get to a point where you just, like I said, you put it on a silver platter, you make it look nice. Um, You know, we've already had conversations with a couple majors because when you make that VMS discovery, they are already, they've already have us on notice. Um, So I I should say that. And I think the only thing I can say is the more I drill and the bigger I make my resource well the more expensive I'm going to become. So it comes to a point where the with these majors is when they know that I'm building out this resource because once you start tapping into these big systems you can really grow them quickly. A major might look and say, "Well, we better grab these guys before it's too expensive." That's the next thing, right? I mean, you just mm. you never you never know how those yeah, guys are yeah. looking.
0: Good
1: point. Good point. So we're we're at a point where listen, we're just going to continue what we do. We do it right. And we put the money right where it belongs, and that's into the ground. And you know, you can't control someone else's business plan, but hopefully, they come and get us at a at a very good price. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And
1: the other thing is Amex as well. I mean, if Amex say there's rumor that there's there's majors looking at Amex already with the size that they've created, you know, somebody takes a run at them, it puts us in play immediately. Hmm. It does. Depending, no no matter what my size is, it's it's it's, we're, we're in play. So. know i'm i'm right now sitting in prime real estate and um if i was to if i was to put something together which would have been a perfect situation for what i would want to see well i just created it this is it this is something which you have you know we're, we're we're just we couldn't have we couldn't repeat this this is just it's it's been an amazing um feat up to what the you know point we're on now and we're where we think we're heading in the future yeah very cool
0: very cool Jonathan, you've done very well for yourself uh, both uh, as in the business world and financially. And as as I said to another gentleman that I interviewed a while back, you're you're probably not build yourself a rocket ship wealthy, but you're certainly get yourself a seat on somebody else's rocket ship wealthy. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody? It doesn't have to be somebody in mining, but, you know, preferably somebody early in their career so that they can succeed. And I, I don't necessarily mean to become fabulously wealthy, but to succeed just in general.
1: Um. Wow. Um. I think really it's it's, you know, just don't. When you're doing things, be it through the market or be it through your job, whatever you might be doing, if you're driving Uber or if you're like whatever it might be. Um, i think you really have to get rid of the temptation to make the quick buck Mm -hmm. and i think it's you know you see it out too often you see you know they just they can see money and they just they just will do anything they can to get that and it's, it's not the right thing to do especially when you're young because you can really screw yourself up the only thing that you have is your name and yep. your reputation and that's it once you lose that uh, good luck trying to get it back um, and also I just think you know if you're looking to get involved with the stock market like you know stock market for me has been my it's been my life I mean it's I've lost money, I've made money, I've lost, I mean, you know, now I've tried to, I minimize my losses because we're, we play it a little different than what we did in the past. But I mean, if you're really new to this game and and you're, you know, you got to do your homework and, you know, how many people say, oh, I've got the next big mining discovery. And, you know, I listen, everyone's out there telling you to, this is what they have. This is what they, you know, think it's going to be. And listen, take it with a grain of salt, take what I see with a grain of salt. I mean, everyone's going to have to look at something and just see if it fits what they want to do. And all I can say from the bottom of my heart is that we like to give our investors the best chance possible. And I think the problem here is that everyone else in the market maybe doesn't have, a, have that sort of thing in mind. So do your homework. And, um, you know, I, I urge everyone to have a portion of, you know, gold, silver, whatever it might be in their portfolio, I think is a very big thing to have. You have to have some um, and you don't have to own physical stuff. You can, you know, take exposure through, through, you know, mining companies like us, which are public and obviously very liquid. So you just buy and sell it as you, as you see fit, but, you know, just do your homework and, you know, we're proud of what we've done. We've, um, we've de-risked the equation quite substantially. And if you are looking to get in, that's the type of things that you should be looking for. Things that have been de-risked, but still have huge upside. Yeah. And, and, um, and really that's kind of, again, it's that just, you know, oh, I can buy this in stock at five cents and they're saying it's going to two bucks. Like, why would you like, um, you know, it's just, you yeah. know, you got to pass and you really got to, it's, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And uh, they're yeah. not. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. But, I was going to ask you uh, if you had any uh, key takeaways or pearls of wisdom, but I think you maybe just covered that.
1: Well, I appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm still uh, I'm 46. So I it it feels weird giving words of wisdom sometimes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I learn every day in this business still. I mean, I'm I'm in no way, um, uh, you know, an expert in my field. That's one of the things I like most about the stock market. As I said earlier, is every day is different. I still feel that, um, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, there has been a lot of manipulation, I think, in the markets with the prices of commodities with gold and silver. I think we're we're battling a, a bit of a different game than what we've seen maybe on the last, you know, gold cycle. Um, hopefully that stuff will go away and we can get back to, you know, the way it should be. And, uh, um, you know, it's really just... Uh, I think to everyone out there, I think, listen, we're in the second inning of this super cycle for these commodities. Mm. You got to, you got to jump on this because, you know, if we're sitting here in year 10 and things have run like a bandit and you haven't done anything, well, you've missed a huge yeah. opportunity in this yeah. market.
0: You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Jonathan, I think we've covered a lot of material today. And I know you're a busy guy. I don't want to take up uh, much of your day but is there anything else you wanted to share with us before we part ways
1: no i think that was that was a lot of fun i love talking yeah. about this stuff like i said it's uh, gold and uh, hockey and uh that's what we were <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little golf i like I'm, I'm starting well they both start with g and they're 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 both and they're four letters long Gold <laughs> and <right>. golf. there <laughs> you go <laughs> so <One letter laughs> bit, uh, but, uh, but no i i've had a lot of fun and uh, and i and i appreciate the the chance to 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 talk with you guys and um, you know, if there's any information that's needed, uh, our, our website, uh, starpeakminingltd.com. Uh, there's two Rs in star. Um, our Canadian ticker symbol uh, is Sam Tom Edward, and we trade on the TSX, the TSX Venture Exchange up in Canada. And also on the, um, the uplit, we actually uplisted to a, a very uh, good board in the, on the OTC market, the OTC QX, which is I think the highest level. Um, which we're very, uh, we like it there a lot actually. Um, oh. And that symbol is Sam, Tom, Robert, Peter, Frank, S-T-R-P-F. And um, yeah, take a look and uh, and anyone can call me. My number is on the website. So if anyone wants to talk rocks or whatever, you give me a buzz.
0: That's, that sounds great and I uh, appreciate your generosity. Well, like I say, I'll, I'll let you go for now. But it's been my pleasure hosting you, and and wish you and your
1: your company all the best. Thank you very much. God bless. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Charlie. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.